Welcome to Balance Your Life, a podcast designed to motivate you to begin and maintain your health and wellness journey. My name is Megan Farrell. I'm the creator of the Balance by Megan brand, host of this podcast, yoga enthusiast and teacher, motivational and lifestyle speaker, and blogger. I love inspiring and empowering others to live a more positive, successful, healthier, and happier lifestyle. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let's do this. Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of this podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's another Monday, another start of the week. I hope everyone had a great weekend and is ready for the rest of their week ahead. Before we dive into this week's episode with Avril, a quick mention from our sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my free monthly playlist. Each month, I'll release a themed monthly playlist that you get to follow in the comfort of your home. You can print off the calendar and just follow along with my daily yoga videos on my YouTube channel. Link to practice with me will be in the show notes. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mala Prayer. Mala Prayer was established with the goal of creating high-quality, handmade mala bead necklaces, bracelets, and wellness items with an emphasis of empowering women around the world. Each purchase provides women entrepreneurs with access to microfinance loans to invest in their business, homes, and community. So not only are you getting a beautiful piece of jewelry, but you're supporting an amazing cause. You can use my code BALANCEDBYMEGAN20 at checkout to receive 20% off of your order. That's BALANCEDBYMEGAN20 at checkout for 20% off of your order. Balance by Megan 20 for 20% off. You can go see some of the necklaces. I wear them in most of my yoga photos, so you can go check them out there. Now on to today's episode with Avril Aline. With me today is Avril Aline. She is a fellow yogi, a business owner, and entrepreneur. Welcome to the show, Avril. Thanks, Megan. Glad to be here. Can you let our audience know where you are calling in from today? I am calling in from lovely Ajax, Ontario, and that's just east of Toronto. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, we've had a few people on the show from this area, so I feel like a few, the the name will ring a bell to a few people. (laughs) Can you give a little background of the business that you own, so what you currently do, how you kind of fell into yoga and we'll uh, we'll go from there okay I, I'll start with how I fell into yoga um, probably about eight years ago I was in a state of burnout and um, marriage crumbling um, just not you know totally stressed out from work just in a really bad spot in my life and then we all go you know everybody has can probably relate to to different periods of their lives when they've gone through that and I saw a, an ad at the gym 
for a yoga class. And I thought, well, I've always wanted to do that. And um, I ended up taking the class and probably spent about half of it just lying on the mat in tears. And, and those tears were just a release of all of the tension and the stress. And I wasn't even aware of how much pain there was in my body from holding so much together. And it was just that release. And I thought, what is this? How does this work? How can this, you know, release all of that, that, you know, no amount of talking and other things haven't been able to do. And, um, and I was hooked. I was, I was absolutely hooked on it and just wanted to go deeper with, um, with something that just lit my spirit up and made me feel so good. Amazing. So you were hooked right from day one? Yes, from day one. Yeah. Oh my God. So and uh and as you know, I just finished that's how we met. <laughs> I finished the two hundred hour certification um yoga instructor last year. Yeah. yeah, I'm so excited. So there's a couple of ways I want to go with this, just a few questions. So you saw this ad for yoga at a gym, like a regular gym you were going to work out at or more of a yoga studio space at a gym? It was a regular gym okay. that I was going to work out at. Okay. And they just added, they happened to add yoga classes into the, uh, into the, into the group, you know, the group fitness schedule. Oh, okay. So this was a yoga class through the gym. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. Do you remember what type of yoga class was your first class? I was crying so much. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to remember, but I think it was it was a, a you know a regular flow class. Okay. Um, I remembered that I liked how it, it was a more it more, was a more vigorous class, and it actually got me to move my body in ways that I hadn't done before. Um, just going to the gym, you know, doing the treadmill, uh, elliptical trainers, those kinds of things. You work your body in a certain way. And, and yoga was so very different. Um, yeah. From that. Um, and the connection to breath, uh, that was really uh, sort of, a, a, you know, a light bulb kind of moment. It's like, wow, I, I, I am not breathing. I'm not breathing. I don't know how to breathe. Um, so those, uh, so the class, it was a flow class that those are the things that I got out of that, that really, and it got me hooked. Like I said, amazing. That's such an incredible story. Do you know, I've always been jealous of people who hop on the mat right away and they have these profound moments of like crying on the mat and all this release. And I used to think, what the hell? Like I wanted that to happen to me because it I have been doing yoga I've been doing yoga on and off for quite a while when I first started doing yoga I didn't get it like I did not like it I didn't understand the point of it and it wasn't until about five years later that I fell back into it again and people would tell me that they had these incredible moments of just release and crying on their mat and I was like what the hell? I want, I want to do this too. <laughs> and it wasn't until the very end of our teacher training that I had that moment. And I was like, Oh, 
this is amazing. I don't know why. I was so like jealous of it, but I was like, I want the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that moment. <laughs> I think there were so many people in that class too that were in our teacher training and I was sobbing my eyes <laughs> on the mat. But uh, yeah. it's so profound. And I think it's incredible how many people I've spoken to so far on this podcast that say like the breath was probably one of the most powerful moments for them realizing wow like I don't know how to breathe and it sounds silly because I mean we're breathing right now but until you know like the true diaphragmatic breathing you're like oh my god I have not been breathing properly for mm -hmm. maybe ever yeah that's that's so true and just learning how to breathe and, and obviously you know that's happened uh, from the first class it, it's I've really learned a lot more about breathing and certainly going through teacher training has taught me um, so taught me even more and taking me even deeper in that but it's that thing that's always with us and in the busyness of life we tend to kind of sort of push it aside just assume you know I'm standing I'm good <laughs> right yeah. and, and realizing that even in um even in the course of a day just taking a few minutes to just kind of connect and realize that where you are and that it's really kind of cool that all of this happens just you know just automatically and how good it can make you feel yeah it can change the whole perspective i think of a situation or you know it can really calm you down if you're feeling very very overwhelmed and it's something that we have free and available to us. We just need to learn. Most of us need to learn how to harness it better. Yeah, I'd agree with. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that, Meg. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so you go to this class. You have this profound moment. You're crying. There's release. What made you decide to keep going to yoga class? It was definitely that feeling that I got when I left the class that I was so glad that I did it. I felt better, not just in my body, like not just from doing the poses, but there was this really sort of deeper sense of finding peace, being more peaceful with myself. Even though there was all this stuff going on around me that was kind of crazy, I, I uh, you know, I always left that mat thinking, God, I'm okay. This feels good. I'm going to be okay. And that really comforted me and gave me just this really um, an amazing sense of just peace um, and helped me without a doubt get through, you know, get through the, the, the following few, uh, few years until I, I, I got to training. So you you were practicing for years before you decided to jump into your teacher training? Yes, that's right. Amazing. What was that pivotal decision in your mind or in your life that made you decide to take teacher training? I think it was just reflecting on the difference that yoga had made for me, feeling I had more peace, that when I went to the mat, I just came away feeling more content, more connected. And I wanted to go deeper into that and really learn what it was, what yoga was all about. 
I, I, I knew poses, um, but I didn't know the why behind yoga. I didn't know the philosophy really. I just got, you know, you got get bits and pieces, but I, I didn't really, really know that. And um, when I fall into anything like uh, my, I'm a natural teacher, that's my zone. <laughs> and that's where, uh, what I'm passionate about. And it just seemed like the next logical step for me to, to go deeper so that I could share that with others. So you had the intention of wanting to teach with your teacher training? Yes, that's right. Awesome. Amazing. So because, because we went to the same studio and we took our teacher training together, I'm curious what led you to balance life. Was it strictly for teacher training or did you go to the studio in between doing yoga? I think it was, it, it's a funny story, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I knew that I want, like, wanted to, to go deeper into, into yoga, you know, into training, into teaching. And I, you know, it was on my list of things to do. I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I happened to run into a good friend of ours, uh, Verlene Harrison. <laughs> and we, we worked together and she mentioned that, um, there was going to be this open house about yoga teacher training. And I thought, well, okay, I'll attend. Probably won't do anything, but I'll go, right? <laughs> um, it, I'll just go and see what, it, what, it's all, what it's all about. And because I had, you know, wanted to do it, put it off lots of times. So it was, okay, I'll, I'll go. And the funny thing about it was I hadn't seen Berlin for months. We hadn't, you know, run into each other for, you know, we'd seen each other for quite a long time. And just this one day I happened to run into her and that's where the conversation led. So I, I signed up for the open house. I went to it. And um, by the end of it, I had signed up for the following six month teacher training. It was that, um, it was that amazing. It was that profound um, in terms of what I heard from the studio, the vibe that I felt there, it, I felt like it really was the right place for me to learn. I love that. And it's looking back now, having this training behind us. I mean, it sounds completely like it was divine timing. Like you haven't heard or seen Verlene in a while. She appears and she's talking about this teacher training. Like, I think that is such an incredible story and it really does show that there's universal energy at play, right? It was probably the right time for you to go. And seeing this friend just gave you that extra push and you signed up for it right away. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I totally agree, agree with you on the, on the divine thing. Um, I've recently learned um, that we really have to, or in my life, in my growth, in my path, it's really about paying attention to what my life is showing me, mm -hmm. you know, who's, who's crossing my path, what opportunities are coming up, and just to say yes more often. Um, so even, you know, and that was definitely one of those times when I just said, yes, I'll come to the open house with you. And uh, yes, this is the training that I want to do. Amazing. How did you find the teacher training transcribed your life? How did it make a difference? How did it impact you from start to finish? 
Um, at the beginning, um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I, at the beginning, I was just all about learning how do I instruct other people? How do I okay. show how to do a pose and how to breathe and uh, you know, meditation and that, that kind of thing. I really didn't expect the personal transformation that happened. I didn't expect that I would come away, you know, feeling more, more powerful than I, than I did or recognizing that I, that I was, that I was powerful, um, recognizing that I was actually strong and that, um, I had a lot to offer, a lot to give. Uh, and I, and I got to uh, connect with people in a way that I hadn't before. So, so there, those things really transformed my life and I continue to connect with you and connect with lots of, you know, our fellow yogis from, uh, from balanced life and, uh, keep growing my, my community. Mm -hmm. Amazing. That's so incredible. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's, it's almost a little sneaky unless you know someone who's gone through teacher training because a lot of it I think the the name teacher training people go into it thinking well I'm going to learn like you said how to instruct how to put people in the poses how to do some of the poses properly and you come out of it like oh my god that was <laughs> I unearthed some deep dark stuff inside of me I learned how to move past it it's a very deep dive into who you are as a person. And I think it, the teacher training doesn't get, doesn't get enough of that recognition for what it does on a personal level for transformation. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more on that. And, and to be honest, I was kind of skeptical about that part. I think that was, it maybe it was a little bit of a challenge when uh, they explain that at the open house that, you know, there would be this personal transformation piece. I was like, okay, well show me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and absolutely, I think by, by the end of it, I just um, was totally, uh, totally transformed. Like you said, and totally sold on the fact that um, yoga is it's amazing power. <laughs> I love it. Is that what propelled you to take your 300 hours, that transformation? Yeah, it did. I absolutely felt very um, confident coming out of coming out of that and then wanting to go a little bit further or wanting certainly wanting to go further with um, able to learn more um, and do more. So that's that was my part of the impetus for the uh, 300 hour. And that's been a different experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I I liked doing them so close together because I thought things had changed in the 200 hour and the 300 was just like, you almost get what you were missing from the 200 hour into it. And not that the 200, I think. I thought, it, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing on its own, but that 300 was just like that cherry on top of like, Okay, this all come, came together very nicely. I think the 200 was all about, you know, like we said, that surprising amount of personal change, like how you got deeper into your own stuff and you got past it and, you know, you know, learn how to work through it. It was even, it was around, you know, more on the more personal side. And then the 300 hour has really extended 
more into you know teaching and um and there's the, the personal growth is still there but it's it's different i found i found it different but equally you know equally valuable absolutely so i i don't i don't want you to feel uncomfortable but i think this is a really nice jumping point at the start of the interview you said you were experiencing burnout there was some trouble in the marriage do you think your yoga teacher training helped you get past this help you throughout this journey at, at the time when i was experiencing that burnout and and that you know uh, struggle with marriage that was that was when i first uh, started yoga it's probably about eight, six or eight years ago now so that it's interesting your question because I realize now looking back that um, you know starting that practice really helped me make some decisions that I needed to make like leaving my job um, like leaving my marriage letting that go um, as hard as it as hard as it was it, it it's that as I think about it, it's almost like that inner change that was happening through yoga practice really sort of extended out into the other parts of my life. And, you know, leaving the, leaving the job that was, you know, stressing and causing burnout and just, you know, endless, you know, so much havoc and a marriage that wasn't working that I wasn't happy with actually um, were, you know, did result from, from that practice. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's something that people who are going through this, as we we learned in teacher training, there were others that were going through similar journeys. It's it either makes an the yoga makes an impact on them during that time, or it helps them move past it if it happened previously. I I think overall yoga is just very powerful and I think part of the reason I like talking about this on the podcast is that it breaks down the stigma of yoga being all these pretty poses you see on social media Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that because there is part of yoga that is in that disciplinary action that you need to take to get to some of those poses but I think it's it's so much more and I think if more people realize the impact it can make on their life the more open they would be to trying this thing we call yoga Mm -hmm. yeah no totally with you yeah totally with you on that and um yeah the our vision of yoga or the version that we see everywhere on social media things like that is always about pretty poses and it's kind of frustrating as you and i both know that it's so much more than that and it's available and accessible to any and everyone you know it, it isn't about costumes and things like that um and it can have an impact on your life way beyond um way beyond poses mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. I love it. Do you have any other practices or wellness practices that you implement besides yoga in your daily life? Um, I do, and uh, happy to share those <laughs> with you, Meg, because you know we, we uh, you probably don't know this. So one of the things that um, 
that's happened over time is in order to help me sort of be more balanced and live uh, you know with a more wellness frame around me is walking i started walking and uh probably about quite a quite a number of years ago i was going through again another period of stress and uh, my naturopath said you know what just get out and walk like it doesn't matter how far you go just get out and walk you know, do 20 minutes a day, try to aim for that. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, I will do that. So pretty soon that 20 minutes became 30 and it became 40. And then I was walking kilometers. And then over time, I actually started race walking. So I've actually done a few 10Ks, uh, a couple of half marathons, and so, and, and the, so that's, uh, it might not sound terribly relaxing, but it's actually, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love being outside and being in nature. And so that's what, uh, that's my other, uh, other health practice. And oh. I have an amazing partner that I train with. So we're actually in the process now of uh, training for a couple, a 10K and a 15K race, a couple of races coming up in September. I didn't know this about you, Avril. That's amazing. Wow. That's so cool. I I love I I'm a big promoter of walking. Um not on the level that you do. I'm going to have to get in on this. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like a yoga practice too, right? Well, like I'm always saying to people, start with 5 minutes on mm-hmm. the mat. Just do 5 minutes and it's it snowballs into I did 10 minutes today and I did 15 and now I'm doing an hour and I can't get enough of it. Yeah. That's, That's exactly what happened. Yeah. It became, Oh, I, I can't, this is so good. Let me just, let me keep going and see how much farther I can go. And then I ran into, um, I, I was doing it on my own. So there's another lesson about sort of, you know, kind of doing things on your own. And then when you reach out for support, it's, it's quite often there. Um, I was doing all of this on my own. And then I thought, you know what, I need to, I, I need to do this with some other people. I need people around me. So I joined the, um, a walking club and happened to meet someone there who lives in my neighborhood, who loved to walk. We just hit it off. And so we became training partners. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're now in the process of, uh, we took a little bit of time off. We took a few years off, more than a little, but we're now in the process of getting, uh, getting going again. So if there is anybody in the area and you want to take your walking beyond just a stroll, um, then please get in touch with me. We're happy to have more people join us. And if you want to learn how to walk properly in order to race, we're, we're right there. Yeah, oh, cool. I yeah, I want to learn more about this too. This is amazing. Very cool. How long? I'm just curious because I've always I've never been a runner by any means, but I've always wanted to do a marathon and I can't quite seem to understand why I have this desire. How Mm -hmm. long did you do your race walking before you did your first marathon? Uh, we did, oh gosh, that's a really good question. Probably, I think we trained for about a good, good two, two and a half months, somewhere like that, uh, before we did a half marathon. Uh, and then, so we built up to it, like we did, you know, sort of five and 10 and, and kind of built up to, we actually did the Scotiabank, um, which is a huge race here in Toronto. We did a Scotiabank waterfront, um, 
uh, that waterfront race, we did the half marathon distance. Yeah. So oh. it's something you can, uh, we just, you know, and then again, it was just one of those things we kind of signed up for, okay, we're going to go in and, you know, we're going to go in and do this and then realize along the way how, <laughs> how, how challenging it was, but it was just so much fun as well. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Honestly, I thought you were going to say two, two and a half years. And I was like, oh, okay, I can get on board with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> two and a half months. No, I feel like I would have to do something. Like I would have to sign up for it and then start training for it. Because like you said earlier, it's something you can always put off. But I think if you commit to doing something, you're like, oh, now I need to do this. Yeah. For, you know, absolutely. And, and the other thing that, you know, I learned out of this and sort of extends to other parts of my life is just accountability. Mm -hmm. We will bail on ourselves like no business, you know, oh, it's too wet out, it's raining, it's wet, it's cold, I don't want to go walking. And having a partner who is always going to be there, and I want to always be there for her, just, it's incredible. I, we always showed up for each other. Oh, I love that. How often do you, do you train for this or I guess walk run, train for the walk run? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right now we're just in a, like I said, we're getting ready for a race, a couple of races in September. So we are doing uh, one, our training schedule is, you know, about three to four times a week. So it's not crazy. It's not like, you know, every day, anything like that. Probably we get out maybe 45 minutes during the week, Monday to Friday, because everybody's working and busy. And then on the weekends, uh, we generally do a longer walk, um, which would be anywhere from, you know, we could walk for 8k or something like that, depending on what race we're doing. So that's kind of the distance The eight to 10 is kind of where we're, we're walking now. And then you also build up for it. So I would never ask you or expect anybody to come out and go, Oh my gosh, we're going to walk. Uh, we're going to walk 8k today. It, it really is that process of starting slow, understanding what you're doing and just building. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I want this to be known if anyone is like oh wow that sounds really interesting I'd like to do that too in my opinion and this may not be across the board with other yoga teachers but walking running being outside is yoga to me mm -hmm. when people are like you know I can't do some of these poses or I don't like power flows I don't know why people think yoga is all power flows but like it's finding movement that you like. Walking can be yoga. Completely, it is. And and if you're you know you're doing it outside, you're like, as you know, we get to uh, walk by the lake. Yeah. And enjoy the beautiful scenery, and it is meditative. It is completely um, meditative and a form of yoga. Um, yeah, in itself. Do you find that your yoga practice has now shifted more towards walking? Um, no, I still love, it's, it's really a combination. I still love that, uh, you know, being on the mat and, uh, you know, sharing the energy of a class 
in that way. But how I pull them together is at the end of every walk, especially if we've gone for a long time, I feel like I now have more tools to help stretch and wind down and calm my mind and my body that I didn't have before yoga. I like that. That's a very powerful connection to make between the two. I really, really, really like that. Thank you for sharing that. You're very welcome. So what advice would you have for someone who is starting out either walking to doing marathons or starting their yoga practice? I think the lesson, you know, the advice or what I had to learn was just to be patient. Um, Be patient with myself. You know, when I started yoga, I couldn't do downward dog, to be honest with you. It just looked like a really sick puppy. I don't know. It was just bad. Um, <laughs> there was like, I, you know, I just, I couldn't. And walking was, I'm doing this because somebody, you know, somebody said, I, I need to get out there and do it. So I just had to be patient with both processes, both activities, and just trust that it would get better. And it, and it did. I started to enjoy yoga more, love it more, um, walking without a doubt, you know, by the time I was doing like, you know, half an hour, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes was like, I can't wait to do this. I really love this, but it's just with, with everything, with so many things that we do, we tackle that are brand new. We're going through that period. You're going to go through that period of discomfort. Like it doesn't feel good or it's, it's way out of my zone, whatever that is. And it's just the patience to um, to get through it because quite often we, like I said, we can quit, right? We can bail. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's amazing. So is there anything else you want to share before we wrap this conversation up? Any other practices that you swear by or that you found meaningful or any other tips or tricks for someone brand new to the practice? I would say the only couple other things that I do, Megan, and again, you know, I'm really glad we had this conversation because, you know, and starting out the way that we did talking about burnout and stuff, because it's, you know, could be a bit uncomfortable, but it actually helped me realize that um, practices that I have in place now have really like daily meditation or just taking time for calm reflection. Um, the other thing I do is a gratitude journal. Again, that started as a, the gratitude journal started as a, let me just try this. And, you know, every morning take five or 10 minutes and just write down all the things I was grateful for. And now that's become like a, a practice that I do just about every day. And it's now seven or eight months since I first started. So all of these practices and all of these things have really helped um, helped me over time learn to cope a lot better with with stress and sort of and also stretch in terms of what I'm what I am able to do just in in any area of my life. Yeah, I love that. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. I. <laughs> I went into meditation, not the biggest fan. I didn't want to do it. And it's something that I do every single day. For the most part, I do yoga every day, but not like I, like my meditation there. It's not negotiable. I do it every single day. And the gratitude journal has been 
very impactful too. It, for me, I seem to notice or appreciate it more. If I've had like a bad day or something hasn't gone according to plan, I write in my gratitude journey, journal, usually at the end of the day. And sometimes you forget the good things that have happened or you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was really positive. You know, all I can Mm -hmm. see is this negative, you know, meeting that didn't go well or this didn't go according to plan. But the gratitude journal absolutely shows you little snippets of positivity throughout a day. And when you have a, a good day, it can show you all the positive things that have happened. Yeah, I am totally with you on that. Um, it And your point about it being on bad days, I think it's even more useful on yeah. a bad day um, because, you know, I can write about that lousy thing that happened. Someone didn't show up or something went wrong or whatever, you know, whatever the heck it was for that particular day and just be grateful in, in just be grateful that I even had that experience because it, it taught me something, you yes. know, you know, I learned to be calmer just to let it go or whatever it was, uh, you know, that, 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 that particular thing. So it's actually a combination of things that, that I write down. It's not always the, you know, yes, of course, I'm grateful for so many things. I'm, you know, feel really blessed about the way, you know, that I live, but also those not so fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, just being grateful for them too, for what they teach you. Absolutely. And even if you can't always see it in the moment, mm-hmm. I go back and look through some like some pages. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to open it up and read about what happened on this day. And you can look back and go, oh yeah, there was a reason that happened. Or I can now see the gratitude in that situation, even if I struggled with it before. No, it's, yep, that's what happens very often. And, uh, and also looking back on the journal, looking back on what you've written always also affirms to you in, in a lot of ways, how blessed you are, how loved you are in a lot of cases, because, you know, for me, it's always a thing to be, to be grateful and thankful for my family and my partner and, and uh, just, you know, knowing that, that love that's there is just getting reflected, you know, back at me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great, um, uh, it's a great practice for me. Yeah. From a personal level, what does your meditation practice look like? Um, I, my, my practice is mindfulness meditation. And and yeah. And that's generally because, when I was just again going through a period of stress and burnout and found meditation, that was the practice that I started with. Um, you know, I've tried, you know, I'll, I'll try other things, but I, I tend to land back on that one. Um, and because it's so much about being mindful about everything that you do and just being present because yes. so much, yeah, so much of our upsets are, you know, past or worrying about what's going to happen next and how it's all going to work out. And so that's, you know, I, I really need that practice. I need I need to be reminded every day, um, you know, just to be here. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's so, so powerful. And I think meditation kind of gets a bad rep for thinking it needs to be an hour in a dark room chanting OM cross-legged. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. And as we know, that's not the case. 
but um, even I tell people, if you sit down and have a cup of coffee and you're not on your phone, you're not doing TV, you're strictly just enjoying that cup of coffee, that's mindful meditation. It's easy. Yeah. You know, we, we zone out quite often. I notice this, especially when I'm driving, you know, somewhere, uh, you know, your brain goes on automatic and you're totally zoned out. And every now and then uh, that, oh, come back to your drive, come back yeah. to where you are. And then I'll notice trees and I'll notice a whole bunch of different things, signs and houses and all kinds of things that I was not aware of um, just because I was so zoned out. Um, of you know of the present moment yeah that's it's a little scary to think of too when we're driving how did I get there or I was saying Brad the other day we were driving and I wasn't driving and I'm trying to be like even as a passenger I'm trying to be really mindful of not being on my phone even when he's driving and I said to him the other day, I was like, wow, when did all these townhouses go up? And he looked at me, he's like, they've been up for like a year, Megan. Oh, yep. I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, I'm always discovering new houses on, on my on my route. So my various, you know, drives through the community or whatever. And they've been there for, you know, for decades. <laughs> There's a big barn down the road. And I just noticed it the other day. I'm like, when did that happen? You know? <laughs> that always I know it's crazy, but uh, it's it's a super powerful practice, and I think more people should be should should be doing it. Yeah, yeah, completely there with you. This has been such an incredible conversation, Avril. I feel like I've learned so much about you. I'm excited to see what is in store in the future for you. If people wanted to connect with you, whether it's just to be a fly on the wall, what you're doing, or to join your walk running group, where can everybody go and connect with you? The easiest, simplest place to connect with me is just on Facebook. Um, it's Avril Aline in Ajax, Ontario. Um, super simple. I kind of keep it low key on social media. So for sure, that's uh, just reach out, you know, shoot me a message. And, uh, and, you know, particularly if you're interested in, uh, in, in walking, would love to see some more people out walking. Yeah, amazing. So if anybody's driving, <laughs> <laughs> driving at the gym running walking i will link your facebook uh information in the show notes so people can connect with you that way yeah absolutely we're just in the process uh right now of you know doing some promo for the walking so cool. that's going to be added in the next couple of days so uh, you'll get more, lots more information about that amazing thank you so much for this conversation avril Thanks, Megan. I really appreciate you asking me to do this. It was a lot of fun and, um, you know, continued success with these podcasts. And you're, uh, you're an amazing interviewer. Thank you. Thank you to my guest, Avril, for being on the show. Please make sure you take a moment to rate and review the podcast. Share it with your friends and family. By doing so, you do help grow the community and help to spread the power of yoga. Make sure you stop by and say hi on social media. 
you can tag me at Balance by Megan and tag the show at BYL Podcast and take a screenshot of this podcast episode so I can share it out on my platform as well. With that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next Monday. Namaste.